Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Simon Ray McCann is a mentoree of 2016 who came into the mentor program aware that he wasn't going to be spoon-fed. Fellow mentoree and trading game favourite, Bob Mitchardson told Simon that the mentor program was going to change his life. And it has. As Simon is fond of saying, if it's meant to be, then it's up to me. And in today's interview, we talk about the way the mentor program and trading systems has changed Simon's approach to his career, his family, his personal development, and how it's made him grow as a person. But first, we ask Chris Tate in a little trading, what are the metrics to measure your trading success? And Louise Bedford tells you to harness your mirror neurons for success in mind power. Let's hear her now. How are you likely to react if you made a sudden huge windfall profit? Now, before you blow this off as being just a meaningless exercise, I can tell you that this visualization is the core root of so many neurological studies at the moment. Think about how you'd respond to making that huge profit. Who would be the first person that you'd tell? What difference could that make to your life? How would you approach trading after such a big win? Now, from a neurological perspective, we have some of those neurons in our brain called mirror neurons. They're fantastic when we look at a sport or when we listen to somebody and we have an empathic response towards them. Those mirror neurons are firing. And once they're fired, we're more likely to be able to repeat that behavior. If we've internalized other people's experiences or lessons or even our own visualizations, we're more likely to be able to repeat that same scenario. Also, we move towards our most dominant thought. That's because of our reticular activating system and a clever little concept called selective perception. So by pushing your mind to really think about and really imagine that profit, at a really deep level, that is going to help you, help you neurologically, help you move towards that reality. Visualization trains you not to react on the basis of that limbic system, that deep lizard brain. It pushes thought power out towards your prefrontal cortex, and that's a more sophisticated part of your brain. It also helps with parental control and inhibition control. So what happens is you become a deeper thinker. You become a more controlled trader. 
and this should be the goal of every trader, whether you're starting out in the markets or even if you have been incredibly experienced. Pre-visualize different trading scenarios. Consider your reactions to those scenarios and that will put you in a position of power. And now it's time for a little trading with Chris Tate. This segment is ideal for the time-pressured trader with the short attention span. And Chris, your question for today is... CT, what are the main measurements to measure your trading results? This is one thing where I think people get themselves into a little bit of a tiz in that they try and measure everything in every possible way. When it comes down to it, the blunt question you need to ask is, at the end of the year, have I made more than I started with? That's the simplest measure you need. A lot of traders can't actually answer that question. If you're plotting your equity curve, if you're doing basic results keeping, you can look back at any particular time and actually see where you are in your journey. So first thing, have you made more money during the year? It's as simple as that. It's not a difficult question, but a lot of people can't do it. In terms of accessory metrics, number of wins, number of losses, the ratio between the two, size of your average win, size of your average loss. That will get most people through their trading career. And if you want to be a little bit fancy, you can actually measure uh, your underwater equity, your drawdown curve, if you want to get a sense of how long your drawdowns last for. And that actually becomes a valuable tool because in years to come, when you go into drawdown, you look back and you go, well, yes, I've experienced this before. And on average, over time, it lasts X amount. So it gives you a guide as to how you're tracking how you've tracked in the past, and if there's been no dramatic change in the way you do things, then your expectation should be that you will recover as you have in the past from your underwater equity. So it's really quite simple. Have you made money? Number of wins, number of losses, ratio between the two. Size of win, size of loss, ratio between those. There you go. Hi, I'm Tom Basso, and I enjoy listening to Talking Trading. Simon Ray McCann is a trainer and assessor teaching business and finance, and he's also a financial planner. Simon began trading shares and reading charts for fun. To him, it was like a game. On one particular day, he came across an article from someone called Louise Bedford in a trader's magazine. The company was called Trading Game, and he thought, what a great name for a company. And he began following Louise's articles and then reading her books. In 2016, he became a trading game mentoree. And today, in our interview, we discuss the ways in which trading and developing systems has impacted Simon in all areas of his life. Mr. Simon Ray McCann, a mentoree of 2016. Hi, and welcome back to Talking Trading. Thank you, Caroline. Great Simon, to be on your show. It's a pleasure. And Simon and I actually have something in common. We're both going on holidays next week up to Queensland. Simon, tell us about your journey in the markets. How do you feel developing skills in the market has helped you in other areas of your life? Oh, it's helped in, in numerous ways. And I think I can relate it mostly to the mentor program because I've had some education with, uh, with the ASX and share market to begin with uh, earlier in my working career. 
Um, it wasn't until I went into the mentor program that I became more familiar with uh, systems and, and process trading. So, look, come to think of it, um, five main things that I've, I've thought of in terms of relating it to my uh, career experience. Really, having an edge is, is a very big thing. Um, working in probabilities. And they're two things that I really um, take dearly in my role uh, in the workplace. So having an edge, I make sure I have an edge in my role and in the company. If my role is to become redundant, I need to make sure that they're really missing out on someone important in their organisation. So What's your I've edge? taken that my edge in trading or with in my role. In your role, uh, my financial background. Ah, yes. So a lot, of, a lot of people don't possess that. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably managing risk as well with trading. So you need to do that in, in work life and uh, you know life in general, um, and not <laughs> self-sabotaging and not becoming overly too euphoric. So these are things I've really taken on board um, outside of um, outside of trading. Life skills, huh? Absolutely. So where do you feel people often go wrong in their careers? And do you reckon these are the same mistakes traders make? Absolutely. Uh, and it's, it's, it's something quite I've thought about in depth um, while I've been going through the mentor program and past the mentor program because I guess when you think about people in their careers, there's that, um, that passion versus purpose that comes into play. So you know, just come to think about it, um, a lot of people I speak to in varying um, stages of their career um, they don't understand their overall purpose in their career. So they don't really understand the why, why they're doing it. So I'll illustrate with an example. Um, they'll often confuse the, the passion with the purpose. So they'll walk into a career thinking, you know, let's say I wanted to go into MasterChef. Let's use that as an example. So let's say I want to go into MasterChef. I have a, um, my overall desire is to be number one MasterChef. Um, you know, I might have a passion for... Cooking, for instance. Cooking but it's roast not beef. My, it could be cooking roast beef. Me, personally, I hate cooking. Uh, but I'm speaking to someone. Uh, so let's say, for instance, you know, they have a passion for cooking, but the overall purpose is basically they just want the glory and there's nothing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I found that with um, with someone's career, um, they don't understand their overall purpose. What's a couple your, of other things. What's your overall purpose for your career? This is going to be quite an ironic response to that. I've never been really a career person. For me, a career is, I guess, a part of a, a journey to an overall destination. So uh, career is for me to get to freedom, to be able to um, find independence, to make decisions when I want to make them, to set up my own business, um, to um, empower my family, and a career is just part of it. Um, yep. So having that, having that overall purpose has made my, um, my work in my career and in trading and any other investment vehicle I've gone into um, relatively easily. And there are a couple of other things you're going to touch on there? Yeah, I think um, in terms of um, going wrong in their careers, um, I've found with me personally, having a plan B has been massive. So I found in my 20s, I hit a couple of very big health issues. Um, And also, you know, I I came across a situation where I had a running with a boss and... um, I remember before I, I moved into a career, I always thought that loyalty, um, just doing your job is just going to get you wherever you want. And I quickly discovered that having a plan B is not only going to give you, I guess, worldly experience, but you know, build confidence that you can you know, put yourself in a situation where you can leave when you want to leave. Yes. And I think that made life a lot easier for me. 
and not being at the mercy of someone else's power issues. Trading gives you Absolutely. that. Yeah, trading gives you that. Absolutely, which is part of the reason why I got into trading as well. How important are systems to you, both in your career and as a trader? You mentioned that they really strengthen doing the mental program. Yes, definitely. I've, I've always been uh, a big believer in systems for a number of reasons in my career. Um, I've managed teams and I've managed um, big accounts uh, on a national level. And for a number of reasons, it keeps people in sync together. Um, it gives them a level of uh, security as well. So if they know what to expect, um, they know that there's a process, they all know they're following the same goals, um, it, it makes it a lot simpler for them to follow. So they know it's expected. I guess on a, a trading level, uh, well, with, with trading, you're, you're responsible to yourself. So yes. you create your own system. And because you create your own system, seeing that work just gives you the, the assurance that systems are the way to go. And that's one thing I really discovered with trading. I even find seeing my system just do break even, I feel yes. like it's working Absolutely. And one big thing I find with the system as well is that from a psychological level, it removes your um, it removes your association with it. So if you've got a system running and, you know, I mean, with a, a trend following system, you might you might be correct, you know, 30 to 40 percent of the time with your trades. And it's your system that does it. It's not you. So I've learned with my system to not have that personal association. Yes. Yes. I was going to say the word personalization. Yes. 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 Lovely. So let's talk about your best trade. And I have to, I have to say this, that Chris and Louise are impressed with you because you answer everything on the forum very quickly. And even in our interaction, you're certainly, you're professional to work with. Oh, good. Uh, So sorry, I'm speaking of professional. I didn't get your question. So as as a professional. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What's been your best trade? That's a, it's a funny question to answer because I've set myself up to not focus on what my best trade has been. I'm not sure how to answer that. Because... Oh, I thought you were going to say the American market, the NASDAQ, ah, no, the no, S&P. No, no, no. Well, it, it, I, I believe it has been uh, mm-hmm. late last year. Yeah, the S&P 500, I think, along with Same. the Japanese market. Yes. So, yes, that was, I think, from October to December. But I've made a point of not focusing on how many R it was or what dollars yes. it was because I felt that I will put myself in the situation where I'll try to defeat that individual trade. So my focus is on having a positive expectancy, uh, minimising drawdowns without focusing on individual trades. So it's going to be a struggle for me to answer that question. But I will tell you this, uh, I recently was exited from a short gold trade um, in my short-term system in August. Yes. Um, and I can tell you that was my best trade because yes. from a psychological level, I'd say over the last year, I was getting used to um, being exited with losses. Um, but it was the first time I exited a trade uh, not feeling euphoric after a successful trade. I just entered it into my system and moved on. And that, that was fantastic. And I didn't realize that until about a week after that I, it was a great trade and, yes. I, and I, didn't feel, I didn't feel anything. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you know, you're getting it. It was a, the setup was, the setup and trigger were very sexy. And I need to, from my archetypal <laughs> trade, I need to look at the chart and say, you're a sexy trade for me to take it. And it worked. You're sexy <laughs> and I know it. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Trading is a game where as a trader to be successful, you have to continually develop yourself. 
absolutely, yes. What would be the top three pieces of advice you would give to people who want to work on themselves? And and I'm just going to jump in here. Yes. I, it always astonishes me when people don't want to work on themselves because that's what life is about. And as a trader, we have, yes, and as a trader, we have to do it in order to be solvent. So what's your three pieces of advice? Um, before I answer that, I'd like to elaborate on your point. Yes. Um, I've found with the mental program, uh, I thought the whole way through I want to keep developing my system and now I find I want to work on my psychology and just hear other people's stories, which is mm-hmm. part of the reason I love listening to your podcast. So, yes, it gets down to self-development. I'm finding it's helping with that. However, to answer your question, uh, the first point I'd suggest would be it's the obvious one to you know continue reading, listening to podcasts, um, asking people the right questions. They're the main things. That's the very obvious one. What podcast? And, and, what podcast do you listen to? Oh, there's one I've heard of called um, Talking Trading. Have you heard of that one? I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I think. Um, and along with that, I'd, I'd suggest you know. Uh, that answer is getting rid of time wasters in your life. So just understanding what they are and, um, you know, focusing on things that are going to develop you. So uh, so that um, probably the second point would be surrounding yourself with people that are going to make you into a better person. So very easy to say that, you know, finding people that are going to develop you financially, whatever it may be, but I, I tend to extend beyond that. You know, anyone you associate with, if they're going to make you feel good about yourself or feel good about life, I think naturally you're going to develop as a person. And probably the third one's a little bit left of field a bit, but I'd suggest spend some time in an undeveloped country. Yes. Uh, underdeveloped. Uh, for so many reasons. Um, the first one is, look, the happiest, most complete people I've seen have been in countries like this. And these are people I've seen where 10 people have lived in a two-bedroom hut and they have nothing. They have no sewage. They do their washing in rivers. But... You know, they they're, they're just, you know, have this inner completeness about them. And we see people in our lives that are, have road rage because they have to sit on 40 k's an hour in a construction zone on the freeway, you know. So I think something like that just gives you a bit of perspective, you know, just seeing how the people live. That helps you develop as well. What countries are you so, talking about when you say that? Uh, India, East Timor, um, a bit of South Sudan um, and well, South South of Egypt, they're they're really the main ones I've spent significant time in, yeah. What's your future with trading? I'd like to move to full-time, but full-time in the sense it's the part of other things that I do. So, um, you know, I, I have a purpose towards doing a few other things that, um, you know, helps me jump out of bed in the morning to, um, to do what I'm doing now. Um, but, yeah, full-time training for me would be, let's say, 30 minutes each day. Um, and, you know, and continued development with trading in the sense, as I said, I'd, I'd like to perhaps help develop other people, uh, also listen to, you know, listen to podcasts, keep developing the psychology because you know, I firmly believe that, you know, what you can learn from trading, get out of it. And it's because it's such a, you know, an endeavor that challenges you so much. And it's one of the most challenging yet rewarding things I've ever done. And when you start getting the rewards, uh, you know, you can, you can, go leaps and bounds with other things in your life. So, yeah, I couldn't recommend it more. There are a few questions I wanted to ask there because when I interview, there's like a whole range of questions pops up in my mind and I have to choose which one I'm going to ask. So uh, let's yes. just jump to Chris and Louise, I think. <laughs> How did Chris and Louise inspire you? Okay, uh, I, I can give a very 
I'll try and answer it the best I can. I, when I started uh, looking into trading, uh, of course, I jumped on Google, I looked at various websites, and the first few things I saw were, you know, earn dollars, dollars, dollars. I saw all the dollar signs, you know, sign up quickly. If you're getting by this date, you know, um, and have $5,000, you're going to, you know, quadruple the amount in your first two weeks, all yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. And there was that air of desperation with the salespeople. Um, I'd made contact with Louise, I think, for the first time, 2013. And, you know, I guess like many people, I, I was a little reluctant to begin with. I saw it initially as a big financial investment. And Louise was very quick to respond, but she wasn't pushy. And she had the mindset of, look, Simon, whenever you're ready, just whenever you're ready, um, that's that's when you're ready to go for it. I don't want to push you. And you you'll know it. when you're ready. You've got to want it. And that really resonated with me. And then moving into the mentor program, they were very realistic. So they told us it was a hard slog. They told us you're going to go straight into drawdowns. But they said, we're going to be with you the whole way. So if you're ready to go along with the ride, we'll be with you. But, you know, if you, you'll get what you put into it. And the last thing I wanted with any, I guess, training course was to be delivered false promises, having these guarantees thrown at me and then just thrown into the lurch at the end of it. No, that's not happening. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, regularly going to see my um, my buddy group in, in Ringwood. Um, I'm in regular contact that's with a good one, Louise. Huh? Yep. Oh, it's fantastic yeah. with Bob Mitchinson there yes. and, and yes. the others there. Fantastic. So <laughs> there's there's all that regular contact. It's it's really good. And I was going to say about Chris and Louise, what always strikes me about them is their professionalism. What you yes. put in is what you get back. They're not there to yes. rescue. If you put in the work, they'll match you. But it yes. has to come from you first. It's a very professional attitude. It certainly is. And, and I think generally in anything you do, you, you need to have that element of responsibility and you need to, um, you don't need to, you, you can't blame things. You can't have things coming for you. And one thing I carry with me is, is you know, a lot of people say if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I generally think if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So yes. if you ca if you carry that with you and they'll guide you with you. And often if you throw something at Chris and Louise, they'll, they'll reply with a question, but they encourage you to think. And if you go out there and think, you're going to naturally develop your psychology and if you go out and research you're naturally going to find things that you're not going to find if people are throwing answers at you you develop yourself so what would be your advice to someone who's considering getting into the mentor program i think what i've described has given you an answer already uh, absolutely uh go for it it's um i remember when i probably a good analogy to start with um before i even started the mentor program louise said to me pop along to this ringwood group and see what you think. And I saw a few people there from varying years. And I remember one of the first things Bob sent to me was, um, Simon is going to change your life. And, and it has. And, right. you know, the, the financial part of it is just a, uh, it's, it's just a, it's just a nice, um, you know, icing on the cake. That's the way I can put on it. Well, um, best way to put it. So everything else is, is worked in my mindset with, uh, the way I approach my job, the way I approach my family, and, you know, it'll continue to develop. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Well, Simon, I hope you're a big round fruitcake with lots of icing on it. <laughs> oh, I love fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good choice. Simon, we'll wrap it up. Thank you very much for your time and sharing so fantastically and openly on Talking Trading. Oh, thank you, Caroline. And that's it for this week's episode of Talking Trading. As always, leave a fat five-star review for us on iTunes 
And if you wish to email me, my address is caroline at talkingtrading.com.au. Stay tuned next week because we have a special episode with market wizard Tom Basso as we discuss his trading systems and methodology. Until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.